You're listening to a five-minute version of Words of Life, a message of hope from the Salvation Army. coming out of a season that has just been a mud fight, you know, you need to walk into the church and give yourself some time to recover from that. And I want to be a hope bearer. I want to be a hope dealer. I want to be the one that's waiting with my arms open, even if I'm limping. That's why I show up. Natalie, this week for our wrap up, I just want to talk about kind of getting to a new place. In sort of the pre-interview, you said some golden thoughts about the idea of Saul and Paul. And I want to get to that place for our listeners in particular. How do we do that? I've had to learn to walk into every church staff, every church that I'm new in, and assume that there are just things I don't know. That there are backstories and there's history and there are personalities and personal things happening in all all of our lives that we wouldn't shout from the rooftops to strangers, but Mm -hmm. that we're trying to do good and holy work while also being very human and going through very human things. So a lot of us are hesitant to step foot back into a church or back into leadership in a church after we've been hurt or wounded or disappointed. It's just a terrifying thought that it's going to happen again. And I've learned that if you love people, you are going to get hurt. So congratulations. If you've been hurt by the church, it means you've loved the church. And I would rather get to heaven and be told I loved too much than I didn't love enough. Knowing that that's the great command to love God, love people, and then the great commission to go and make disciples. So I want to be generous in my the way that I love people, but also I'm always going to be hesitant. How can I trust again? How can I let people back into my life again? How do I know that they're not going to do the same thing to me? And the truth is we don't know. When it comes to leadership, we all want Paul. We all want the Paul who spoke so highly of Timothy, who mm-hmm. says to the church, you're never going to meet anyone better than this guy. I mean, yeah. that's like the hope of what people would say about us when we serve in leadership is, man, you have no idea how great Bernie is. You're in good hands with him. You can trust what he has to say. That's the goal. But we don't always get the Paul. Sometimes we get the Saul and we get the un-Jesus-fied version of people (laughs) in their season of life. And we want to scream from the rooftops, watch out for that person. We see them in other roles in leadership and they're mentoring other people. But what we forget is sometimes we get the Saul version And somebody else could get the Paul version and it's unfair and it's heartbreaking, but that's the reality of humans being in ministry. Mm. I heard the president of a Bible college in the Midwest talk about, we all have a little bit of Saul in us. And in, in his context, what he was saying was, there's not a difference between the called or not called. We're all called. And it could be to a different type of ministry. It might not be congregational ministry or church staff, but you know, for those of us that uh, are in the church ministry, which is really where you're focusing with Raised to Stay, I hope that people are hearing first that you're not alone, second, that there is hope, and lastly, that you can buy Natalie's book anywhere <laughs> you can find books. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but th- there is hope for tomorrow, you know, and because of courageous people who are willing to step into the mess and um, help, it, help get it cleaned up or at least offer courage to be a part of the cleanup uh, or the restoration even. Yeah. Um, Man, there's just so much that you have to share with us that we can use to strengthen the kingdom 
through the vehicle of church staff and people that are doing it. In 2012, I went, actually it was 2013, I went to Haiti and it was right after the earthquake, like the wow. the, the earthquake that killed, I believe it was close to 300,000 people. It was the wow. worst natural, natural disaster that that country has ever seen, but like the second or third in all of history. Yeah. And we're in this tap tap and we're, we're driving to an orphanage and they stop us next to this massive iron gate. And there are these beautiful Haitian children in their Sunday best standing at the gate. And I look up and I realize that we're at a burial site, one of the mass graveyards of this entire um, country. It, it was just huge. And it was rolling hills of, of bodies that had been buried. And we get out and I ask the guide, I said, why are these kids here? Are they like here to go pay their respects to their parents? And he said, no, they're actually waiting for their parents to come get them. Wow. And every Sunday they would put on their church outfits and they would climb through the rubble of what was left of Port-au-Prince and they would walk with everything that they had and go stand at that gate with anticipation that their family was going to come get them, even though they knew very well that they had not survived. Mm. And the Lord said, this is a picture of the church. We are to be that open gate for the orphan who has hope that somebody's coming for them. Mm. And if we continue to keep our doors shut or not show up because we're afraid we're going to get hurt. We're going to miss out on being the welcoming arms to bring in a lost son or daughter of the Almighty One. And that's what the enemy's banking on is that we are so offended and so hurt and so wounded that we forget the least of these, that we forget why the church exists. And it is to be that place for the lost and the broken and the homeless and the widow and and all of that. And that picture will ever be seared in my mind of these sweet children and their Sunday best coming with hope. And every Sunday we have people showing up with hope and we have a choice to partner in that hope or to live in the hurt. Um, and I want to be a hope bearer. I wanna be a hope dealer. I wanna be the one that's waiting with my arms open, even if I'm limping. That's why I show up. Thanks for listening. To hear the full version of this week's episode, subscribe to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org.